talking about the obligation that every person has to himself and more to others. So let's start. A person who is compassionate is able to be a leader of the Jewish people. Now, this is what I'm not going to say over here. That a true leader has to be really selfless, not someone who wants to use his leadership for his own purpose, to be powerful, to, to you know, secure things for his family, money, like we see in the secular world often. The, the power of Malchus, of an Hamanic, has to be, he had totally one thing in mind, to help the people. That is the compassionate, true leader. And the truth is, we had such a great leader, that was Moshe Rabbeinu. Moshe Rabbeinu's leadership was totally, totally compassionate. And uh, there's a Muridig Medrash, last week's Pasha, where the Medrash says a very profound thing. The Medrash asks that two people were a little bit disrespectful to Hashem. Two great people, I should say. One was Moshe Rabbeinu, one was Shleim HaMelech. Moshe Rabbeinu said to Hashem, Lama why did you um, do bad to the Jewish nation? After I came to Paroi, I told Paroi that Hashem sent me to, to send the Jews out of Mitzrayim. Instead of making things better, things got worse. Paroi decided he's not going to give any more straw. You got to make your own your own, you know, mortar, whatever they had to build. And all of a sudden, things got worse. And so Moshe Benit spoke disrespectful, and Hashem was annoyed to Kavayuchel. Shloimeh HaMelech also did a thing. Shloimeh HaMelech said that the Rebbein Shlomo says a king should not marry many wives. He said, I could marry many, many wives and nothing's going to happen to me. Why shouldn't you marry many women? Because sometimes women could mislead you. I'm such a smart guy, they can't do it to me. And Shleiman was punished for that. So the Medrash asked, what's the difference with Shleiman Malach? He was truly punished. I don't know if you know the story, that he, he took Ashmadai and he gave him a kick. He lost his kingdom. He was punished. A long story. He was really severely punished for that. While as Moshe you don't find any punishment. The Medrash says because Hashem knew Moshe Beni said this because of his great, great love to the Jewish nation. So the truth is Moshe Beni is called the Raya Mehemna, the true shepherd, because his love for the people was selfless. So anyway, so Rabbi Nachman is explaining over here. <clears throat> and the thing that demands compassion and pity more than anything else is when the Jewish people of the holy nation scums, God forbid to sin, may God save us. But really, really, we have is when unfortunately we sin. That is the most horrible thing. When we call you said, do do a sin. That's, that's, that's the problem. And, you know, like most people have Rahmanas, you hear a person who is, um, you know, not feeling well, there's an accident. You know, everyone's heart comes pouring out compassionate. And truthfully is, there has to be more compassionate, not for them. You know when? 
The compassion has to be when we're talking about uh, uh, people who are sinning. To help people come out of their sin. That's the, the, the thing that we have to become compassionate. <clears throat> so, you know, to explain this, how do you help people? You know, let's say I, 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 oh, I learned a very simple explanation. I watched uh, one time the, uh, a group of 12-step program. And I saw how they were giving each other chizuk, how to stay clean. You know, there's a whole group, and I'm not sure how it works exactly, but it is helping each other not to hit the bottle anymore, or whatever, whatever addiction people have. So meaning, no one really sins because he decides, I don't want to be religious now anymore, and decides that that's the right thing to do. Most people, unfortunately, sin. They fall to the side. The Yitzhara overtakes them. They, you know, it's not because a guy gets up in the morning and he says, ah, you know what I mean? I decided, no, 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 no one. The majority of people, even who go off the derch, who slip from Yiddishkeit, the slipping comes from, from not being in tune and not realizing what they're doing and being going through a tough time of life. It's most, or young and I was involved with a young, young guy over here who's uh, slipping away. The reason he's slipping away, he's just got a, he needs a girlfriend. You know, he's just, he can't, uh, he tells me very clearly, like, you know, I will keep doing anything. You know, this is his, this is his, his incredibleness so young. So in, in, the, the trick is to look at people that we all are struggling. See, what I always tell people, we are our created here to struggle. We literally struggle. People think we, we, are came, we came down to this world to have this loving, peaceful, no aggravation, everything smooth. It never existed and it won't exist till Mashiach comes. In Gashmias, no one's life is smooth. There's no one, the, life without pain, it doesn't, doesn't exist. Let it be. Let it be newlyweds. Let it be oldweds. Let it be young. Let it be old. It, it, life has its pains, but more. But the, the what the person was created is to struggle with the Yet Sahara. That is a struggle which we all have. It's not a. No one get, You know. It's to explain this. I always say. I always try to explain it with a very simple explanation. The first mitzvah that Hashem told us is Onoichi Hashem Alekecho, I'm your God, and don't worship any other gods. Now the Gemara relates a very, very profound story. A very, very, very profound story. The Gemara relates the story that Rava said, I'm going to te- talk about Menashe. Menashe was a, someone who worshipped idols. So he says, I'm going to talk about him tomorrow. And the Bismarck, they announced it tomorrow. We're going to talk. That night, Menashe came to him in his dream and asked him, you're going to talk about me? Let me ask you a question. He asks him a question. When you make a moitzi, which part of the challah should you cut first? And over there, no. You don't know where to cut the challah for. You're going to talk about me tomorrow? 
So Rav says to him in his dream, you know what, I'll make a deal with you. Tell me the answer, tomorrow I'll say it in your name, the Bismedrish. So he tells him the answer. Where do we, we cut the minigis, our, our bakery, our chalas are baked evenly, but if it's homemade chalas, not a store bake, or sometimes certain parts are better baked than the others. So you should cut the mitzi from the best baked part. Rav asked Manasha, so why did you worship Avedizar if you're such a Talmud Chacham? He says to Rav, if you would have been there, you would have picked up your jacket, your long jacket, and ran to the Avedizar. No, Manasha was a king in, in, in much, much later. No, Manasha was a king much, 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 much later. So, you know, to explain this, uh, when a person has a Yetzirah for a disorder, we don't understand it. Just like a healthy man doesn't understand the Yetzirah that a person has for another man, homosexuality. It just, uh, there's no Yetzirah. You know, healthy people have a Yetzirah for the opposite sex, but not for the same. But there are people who are born, whatever reason, it, is, it drives them insane to have this Yetzirah. Same way, if there's a Yetzirah of a disorder, we don't have it, we don't understand it. But there, why don't we have this Yetzirah? There's another Gemara. The Gemara relates that after the Ba'is Shane, he was beginning was being healed, this Anchek Nesek saw, it's a disaster, the Yetzirah by the Zorah. The Jewish people are going to, Mamish, going to lose it totally. So they daven that the Yetzirah of the should go away. And that Yetzirah went away. No one passes the church or an idol, he says, you know, I better not walk through there because, you know, I, I can't control myself. We go back and, what? What? What is that all about? No one has this, you know, I better not walk down street, that street, because, you know, it's very tempting. It's very, no, no one is tempted. Our test of faith comes from the root of our but no one is tempted because Hashem took it away. So the question is, why did Hashem not take it away? When Hashem gave the first mitzvah, He could have said, zap the Yetzirah of, uh, of the Zorah away from us. Instead He told us, And the reason for this is, because we were created to fight the Yetzirah. That's what we are here for. Very, very important. We are tempted every day. Sometimes it's a big Yetzirah, sometimes it's a small Yetzirah, sometimes it could be petty things. But we live in a, play, in a in life over here with temptation. So I always look at it, when people fall for temptation, it's a Rachmanus. It's a pity. They're going to pay for it later. If it's not now, if it don't help now, it's, it's, and it's, we are all on the same boat. You know what I mean? If the, if the, if the more people become from, the more the from become from. You know, we joke, you, you have to get the, the people of religious also to be religious. Get them to be from, because everyone struggles. Unfortunately, this person, you know, uh, failed the test. We all do mistakes. So the, the, the biggest compassion that we should have for others is helping them get away from their sins. Because we also struggle. We just happen to be, you know, on our level. Maybe it's not a struggle. Like certain people have no, most people have no struggle with homosexuality. Most people have trouble with opposite sex. 
It's a Yetzirah. It, it is there. It is, it's a fact. It used to be Yetzirah. Yetzirah was very powerful. Now we don't. We all struggle. So the, the love to others, the greatest compassion is to help others to come away from their ways and have pity on them. To look at them, what a Rahmanus this person is. See, when a person was in an accident, you see someone and you hear tragedy, your heart goes out. It's true. Like Jewish people, heart goes out and uh, you have pity on the person that, you know, there was a car accident or, or a, a bombing, who knows what. Your heart goes out. But the truth is, our heart should go out just as much, or even more, Ibn Nachman says, even more, on the pity of us carrying the load of sins. See, we have only what we call Gashmi is the eyes. Gashmi, I mean, you only see with our eyes what's now. We see the person, Nebuch, broken arm, person sitting in a wheelchair. We see, and it arouses us compassion. What a pity this guy is. We will have spiritual eyes. We'll look at the neshama. We'll see, what a sick soul the person has. Wow, he, there's so many broken limbs over there. So many things he's got to fix. We don't see this. But we do need to believe that any, every time we sin, we cause illness to ourselves. The neshama. And mostly to help others. Not because... You should look at yourself, I'm more. I, I'm, we're helping each other. It's like I said, they're watching the 12-step program where everyone was helping each other, you know, trying to stay, uh, stay clean, as they would say. We try to help each other to go through the difficult challenge that we all are in this world of life, of being, you know, temptation which we attempted. This is what he says. <clears throat> this is indeed the most pitiful thing of all. For all, pain, all the pain and anguish in the world is nothing compared to the heaven burdens of sins. Imagine what I'm not going to say. All the pain in the world doesn't come close to the burden that, the, that a Jewish soul carries sins and it doesn't do true what he says. They, they don't know them, then the sins are much less. The, the, you know, she's asking a very good question. A person raised not Jewish is a, is a tenik shenish, but he really doesn't know when the load is much more. The pity is us who do know and we don't follow through. Because a person was raised not Jewish, what does he know? Even though you try to talk to them, you know, they think you're a fanatic. I ask always people to come from, my, one of my questions is, when you're so religious people, how did you look at them? So I met a lady, ate by my house a few times. She became from, she literally lived a block away from me. And we had a lot of, uh, here in LA, where she was growing up. And I asked her, how did you look at us from Jews? My mother once told me one word, fanatic. That's it, I never thought about it twice. We used to see guys walking, coming up. They said, nothing, never thought twice. So only after she moved away, she went to college, and you know, she became awakened. You know, they don't know better. The, the pity is us. We, once we know, we know what the right thing is to do, ooh, we are responsible. And the truth is, there is, a, there is a pity, because if a person doesn't know, he's going to have to come down again, Nebuch. Because you can't come into the Olam Haber without doing mitzvahs. So not knowing, God's going to come all the way down again, and be born again. But for us now, 
I hope this is the last time we're here. I know I love my life. Nothing. I love my life. I really don't want to come down again. I want. It's very dangerous to come down again. Who knows what's going to be with us? So what Nachman is saying over here that the greatest all all means yoke. The hardest thing always is the sins. And the most important thing what we can do is, is help other people to get out of the sins, to pull them away, he says. Is since given that the great holiness of Jewish spirit at the root, and the exalts of spiritual character and sensitivity, they cannot bear the heavy weight of sin upon themselves at all, even for one day. It's very powerful words that Nachman says. Because we are such holy souls, we're so spiritual, so sensitive, it's very hard for us to carry the burden of sins one day. That's why, you know, in, in Hasidus and in, 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 in the Zayir and, and many, not just the Zayir, so many, the Balamusa always say the, the sweetest thing, just like a person when he goes to sleep, wants to take a shower to clean up. You feel the end of the day, you like to take a shower and go to sleep this way. Take a spiritual shower and tell yourself at the end of the day, think, what did I do wrong today? And shower away. Just say to the Bani Shloi, I am sorry what I did. Simple. We don't need more, you know, uh, because they're carrying the, your soul, a Jewish soul, so holy. It's so, it's like, you know, like giving an example is, you know, certain computers, you know, the hardware is very sensitive. It gets the smallest, tiny wetness. It's the whole thing uh, shot. You know, we have such things as very sensitive. Our soul is holy. You know, everyone's soul is really holy. Not many people have a terrible mistake. The thing only big tzaddikim have a holy soul. That is not true. Every person has an incredible holy soul. They just we need just like in Gashmias we need leaders. We need people to lead. We need a president. We need a governor. We need a mayor. We need leaders. But it's not that Tzadik has only the great soul. He has a great soul. But every one of us has a holy, holy soul. And you are special. And to carry the burden of sin is a terrible. Someone recently told me an amazing story he told me. He says for years he used to skip part of davening. A man, we're talking about a lady, we're talking about a man. Every, every he would he cut out, I don't know, he would have an excuse that he's always on the run. And even I knew it wasn't, he says to me, but I, you know, I don't know, uh, complicated aloha, but he skipped this part of davening, this part of davening, you skip part of davening. He said, this year, after Rosh Hashanah, he took upon himself, I'm going to start davening like a mensch. No skipping anymore. He said, I never realized how guilty I felt every day skipping down. And forget, he says in Shemaim, I never realized how I, you know, I did it, and I rationalized why I'm allowed to do it, and probably maybe certain times he was allowed to do it. He says, but I always felt guilty. He says, it's such a real, such a geschmack to do the right thing. The truth is, just like there's such guilt, which we all understand, there's also... Uh, uh, um, spiritual guilt. 
Your neshama feels not clean. See, we're not so tuned in. Great tzaddikim, before they went to sleep, felt the neshama would tell them, you know, you did something wrong today. You better clean me up. We are not on that level. But the stories of great, great tzaddikim, literally their soul will tell them, self, and in a way that, you know, so anyway, Ram Nachman is saying, the, the burden of not being clean is a terrible burden. And that's why every day, you know, we, do, we have our shortcomings. I, I just say to Hashem, I am sorry what I did. Let it be from Loshon Hara, let it be from, from not making brachas, or let it be looking things you shouldn't be looking, whatever our shortcoming is. No one walks around proud, you know, I ate something wrong. Just say to the Rabbani Shalom, I am terrible sorry what I did, and you clean your whole soul gets clean and it gets elevated. You know, you feel great. You know, you feel great after a good shower. You feel great after washed away all the all the things. So then he goes out on Nachman and he says, "Now the true leader," he says, "is extreme compassion to experience the Jewish people to the holy nations." And endeavors to extricate them from the sins, but how is it that a person comes to sin in the first place? How is it that we come to sin in the first place? Now, Ramachman is going to say something very, very important. How, you know, I try to explain this to you often when I teach it. How do people get into a fight? I know. Anyone who's married, you must have a great marriage. But we do get into fights. We do get into arguments. How does that happen? Anything that's negative has to have a root. So he says, it happens only because a person does not know that, a, that there is God controlling the world. He doesn't realize that the Rebbeinu Shleinim runs the world. That means his das... His awareness is not there. So it happened. He doesn't realize that the is running the world, so that's why... It, it, so, like, emotional, a guy does something wrong. He doesn't realize, what are you doing? Don't you realize Hashem is running the world? And this is, you know, you need Him. We desperately need Hashem. We desperately need for our panosa. We desperately need it for our, for our family, for our own health, for safe being. We desperately need Hashem. It's not, it's, it's, once a person slowly takes in his mind, why should I sin? And even more, Ramachim says inside, he says, you know, if a person has a very simple, has a great great relationship with, with his wife or his children, a friend, you really don't want to annoy them. Because you want there to be a nice, you want to treat it nice, you want to treat them nice, you don't want to... He said, Ramana says, if a person continuously is aware that Hashem is there and we, are, we need Him and he, he wants us, so just the awareness is keeps a person away from sinning. So, but um, das, and it, which means awareness. Last week I said over in shul, I said a very interesting thing. I think maybe said it over here to, uh, Sunday too. But Hashem told Moshe Rabbeinu that when uh, um, 
uh, when you tell Kali, so what is the name of Hashem? Tell the name of Hashem is Ekya Sheekya. Means I'll be with them in this exile, I'll be later with them in another exile. So there's a very simple question. The Shechina was an exile already. Hashem told Yaakov Avini, I'm going to come down with you. And I'm going to be there with the Jewish people. The Hashem is with us. And even in the Golas. There's another Pasik where we say in, 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 in the Pasha, which we say in the Godo, it says, The Mitzrayim, the Egyptians, made our lives bitter. The Rishonim say, you know what that means? The Shechina felt the bitterness. You know, sometimes, you know, you have a child that's not well. We are compassionate. I feel terrible my child is not feeling well. I don't have that headache. Last night, one of my children complained I have a headache. I didn't have the headache. I, you know, maybe, you know, take Motrin, I tell her, you know, give her a hug. You know, but I don't feel that pain. You don't feel it. The Shechina feels everyone's pain. So, if it, it is true, why does Hashem tell Moshe, tell him my name is Akya, I'll be there. He is there. You know, I explained it very, very simple. I said, you know, a child is not well, he's in a coma. The mother sits with the child, doesn't budge from the bed. I've seen this in the hospitals where a child could be in a coma. A Jewish mother is not going to leave, going to sit there, sit and sit there. The child doesn't know the mother sitting there. When the child wakes up and he sees the mother, ah, what a soothing feeling for the child. No, the mother was there the whole time. See, we were in Golis, we were not aware that Hashem is with us. All we do is scream to Hashem, we're not aware, he's right there. When the Rabbani Shem said to Yaakov, to Moshe Rabbeini, I'll take him out, I'll make you an awareness. You'll be aware that the Shechem is with you, like the child becomes aware the mother is sitting with the child. We have to, the, 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 the same thing is feeling the Shechem, you need awareness, the same thing you need awareness not to sin. And the sh- strength of the awareness is to know that the Bunshram is the world, the Bunshram with us, the more das, the more your awareness is, the less you want to sin. But it takes a lot of awareness, and the awareness comes mostly from Davin. <coughs> One of the most important things you see, because most of the time what we do is we're busy, running, coming, going. We don't stop and think, what am I doing? We don't. They just, you know, it, it, everyone has a very demanding life. Everyone out here. It's a, to, be, to make a panasa and to raise a family and to, you know, it's, it's very demanding. But we don't have time, we don't take time to think to ourselves, what are we doing with our life? So the weirdness that we have brings sort of to us a, a, a das where we could realize this is not good. You know, I, I, I say over this true story. I tried to convince one of the people close to me years ago to stop smoking. He came and always told me, Rabbi, I want to tell you something. All the statistic about smoking was when you smoke seven days a week. I only smoke six days a week. It's not the same. He convinced himself that his smoking is not so terrible. Because he only smokes six days a week. He keeps Shabbos. Finally, the doctor told him, if you don't stop smoking, you're probably going to wind up dead soon. And all of a sudden, he stopped cold turkey. 
and you know he stopped you know but till then he's like he his awareness his common sense was just off off base trying to convince himself and rationalize because he's addicted to cigarettes that it's not so bad if a person would see i was many many years ago i was sitting at a wedding and there was a guy who was uh he wasn't even a doctor, but he was a scientist. And those days, let's go back 30 years ago, people used to smoke big time. He took out a cigarette and puffed, and he blew it into the tablecloth. Just simple. He blew the smoke in the tablecloth. He picked up, took, showed everyone how it became dark. He did it again. He said, if every one of you smoking here would see your lungs every day turning blacker and blacker, you stop smoking. You don't stop smoking because you're convinced that it's now black. See, what happens, this is true for us too. We don't see the effect what the sin does. If everyone would have open eyes and see every time when we do something wrong, there's a blackness in the soul. No one in the right mind would, would, would want to sin. Just like a smoker wouldn't smoke. But the reason we do it, because we convince ourselves it can be so bad and the rabbi is too harsh and it's... And there's a way out, you gotta be good. But in truth is that deep down a person has to think to himself and know that you know everything that we do, you know, wrong is a blemish on the soul. Let it be let it be a little gossip, let it be not making brachas, let it be not sneers, let it be anything. You know, it doesn't have to be major. You know, every little thing has an effect. So what Rabbi says is, what the tzaddikim did was make us aware that give us das, an awareness. And the awareness is there's Hashem in the world. And we are, we are holy. And our soul cannot tolerate any of these sins. He says, even more, listen to what he says. Since a person does not sin unless a spirit of foolishness enters him. It's a very powerful Gemara. The Gemara says a person doesn't sin unless foolishness penetrates him. I mean, it's like sometimes we all make a silly mistake, you know, annoying our spouse for some silly reason. Really, if you would have thought it before, you wouldn't have done it. It's just like a sort of in a, in a silly way. The the sins generally comes of the lack of our awareness of Hashem. That's the foolishness that we have. We have. That's what the Gemara says. Persons, the Gemara says, even, let me just tell you what the Gemara says. Even, the Gemara, this is based on a Pasig in the Torah, which says that a person, a lady goes and uh, cheats on her husband, and she's a Saita. So the Gemara says, even then, that, which is a powerful Yetzirah, you know, she's tempted, and she, if, if the man or the lady does such a sin, the Gemara calls it a Shtus. Saita comes from the Shtus. Silliness, some from the, not really realizing what you're doing. What? She doesn't realize. I, at one time, I I met someone. I'll tell you a frightening story. I met someone, and unfortunately, he cheated on his wife, and she found out. And she didn't want to hear about anything. And uh, she, you know, the divorce. And it came to the get. I was involved helping the, the mess. 
he started crying like a baby. Right before the get. He was uncontrollable. He said, for one few minutes of Yetzirah, I ruined my life. He was like uncontrollable. Now, I mean, forget about the sin. I, I don't know with whom he messed around. That wasn't important. He was just not, not worrying about he's going to go to hell here. He was focused that he was tempted and he failed the test and now we're getting divorced. And he got divorced. You know, I tried, I begged the lady, you know, work it out. And jump against the divorce. That's a separate issue. But the point is the, the lack of awareness. What are you doing? This is just the lack of awareness, just as uh, as civilly, sort of to say, socially, the more so your soul, it's your soul. Don't you want your soul to be beautiful? Just like we all want to look good. Every man wants to look good. Every lady wants to look good. Every time you overcome a sin and a bad habit, (laughs) your neshama is going to shine unbelievable. It's for your own good. You know, and it's, some tests in life are difficult, some are easy. To make brachas is easy, to keep Shabbos is easy. Certain things is more difficult. You know? We are challenged. There's no question we are all challenged. You know, I say, look, I have daughters, and I always watch them. They're challenged not to speak gossip because girls like to talk. You know, they just like, you know. We men are not so talkative. You know, we... What woman? So this is their challenge. We have our challenge. But what Rehachim is saying, the compassion should be on yourself to make yourself and on others. And mainly what he says, that tzaddikim help people to bring das into themselves, awareness to themselves, to be aware what you're doing, and to aware that Hashem runs the world to chase away the silliness. It's like this guy who convinced himself that smoking can't be so bad because he only smokes six days a week. I mean, it's, it's ridiculous. Like anyone hears it, I've said about this often in public, people start laughing. And it is ridiculous. But he convinced himself in his foolishness because he was addicted to smoking. So this is what a person has to slowly sort of shed to get rid of this foolishness that we have, he says. He says, therefore, all the compassion of true leaders of the Jewish people expresses itself in the efforts to install knowledge in the fear of Hashem in them in order to remove them from sin. He says, may Hashem save us. Thereby, he says, that's the next page, the leader thereby engages, he says, that the world, this is a very interesting thing, Ramachim over here. Do you know there's a mitzvah to have children? There's a great, great mitzvah to have children. He says, just like there's a great mitzvah to have children, there's a great mitzvah to make sure those children are aware of Hashem. See, you know, I often said this, and I'll say this again. The Rabbani Shalom has angels. He has endless amount of worlds over there. He the most that Hashem has from us is when we choose to do the right thing. I always give a marshal. Well, I must have said it here, but I'll say it again. I, you know, imagine, and I have grandchildren, Baruch Hashem, and it's very, 
very computer savvy, and one of my grandchildren put on the computer, Hi Zaidi. So every time I would open it and say, Hi Zaidi. After a while, you get very annoyed. You know what I mean? Imagine your granddaughter or your wife or your child or a good friend calls you every day at lunch. He says, hello, how are you? Not much. Just wanted to just check in, checking in. How are you? Then you find out that your grandchild went on a trip, did not have a cell phone, you know, drove everyone else to get a phone just to say hello. Why are you very touched? And what happens if you find she had to work and walk an hour to a public phone? You're really, really touched. See, the sun is, is going to shine today. He didn't have a free choice not to shine. He didn't wake up in a bad mood, or a lousy mood. I don't want to shine today. I want to stay in bed under the covers and lays around. He had nothing of that. He, he, it's a bunch of chemicals God created, and the sun does its job day after day. It's like the software. The software, as long as the computer is working, it doesn't have a free choice. The, the, the computer, the, it doesn't, if it's programmed, doesn't get up in the morning, today I'm going to teach this guy who's using a computer. I'm going to make sure he doesn't do it. It's programmed. It does what it's programmed. The angels and the serafim, the highest HaKodesh, all those great spheres up, they don't have a choice. We have uh, things that we have to choice. And we are moody. And we are difficult things we challenge. Every one of them. And you go out of your way and you do say, Hello Hashem. That is the greatest thing that Rabbi Shalom has. That is the greatest sort of t- compassion that the Rabbi Shalom And t- t- in order to do this, we got to sort of shed the Ruach Shtus. This is what I'm not going to get out to understand the, the, the inner part of, of a person to be aware that we have, we are, we have a title and we deserve Hashem to be aware that we're in a relationship. You know, I, I've, I, I always like to say over a story, I have a cousin who is a little bit autistic and uh, called me up that he's going on a date. And and he was telling me for 20 minutes that he checked out the restaurant and the food and the, and the parking lot. And, you know, and he's busy trying to... I tell him, in Yiddish, I speak to him in Yiddish, I say, Moshe, you're meeting a girl, you got to look her in the eyes. It's not the food you're going to be eating together, the silverware you're going to be... You know, he was focused on the food and the restaurant and silverware and the plate... He says, you're missing the point. You got to look her in the eye. In life, we do the same thing. You know, in life, we are busy with many of the details. We forget to look Hashem in the eye. He created us. He wants to be close to Him. That awareness, that comes from davening. Just to be aware that He created you. When a, the more a person is aware... I want to tell you something very, very deep. When the more person is aware and alert, the sweeter the person's life is. Someone asked me the other week about this question when he read that. Um, other chassidists, and Brestlevos talk about this. It's called the Mesikis Hachaim, the sweetness of life. The more a person is aware, 
that they're living. The more the person's way that he's a Jewish person, he's got a Jewish soul, and I'm davening, the more alert you are, the sweeter your life is. And there's a very simple reason. You know, you, you know the more you're here, you know, there's a purpose for this cloudy Sunday. You know, we catch about it. You know, it's not so sunny. We sunny, we Californians are spoiled. But today is going to be a great day. I always say it's going to be a great day with your smile, without your smile. I always tell people the sun is going to set. I tell this to my children. The sun is going to set. You're smiling, not smiling. Why don't you smile today? We're going to have a lot of things to take care of today. I'm sure every one of us is going to have aggravation today and things to smile. If you smile, you're much more alert and aware of what's going on. Happy people are much more aware. Doesn't mean, of course, it has a lot to do with people higher IQ, less IQ. But the fact is, we all know when do we make mistakes? When do we park on the wrong side of the street when we're depressed? You ever notice when you're depressed, you trip over yourself and you spill the water and you spill the juice? When, when, when you're alert, you're most likely not to make mistakes. So the, the weirdness that, the, the, that we are here in this world for a purpose, and the weirdness that we are challenged, the weirdness is Hashem. He wants us to get close to Him. The more weirdness you have, the more das you have, the better you get rid of your sins. It's like you should tell yourself, like I began to say before, Tell yourself, this is my soul. This is my life. I want it to be perfect. There's no perfection, but I want it to be. I want my soul to shine. Just like when you get dressed, you want your clothing to look nice, to look neat. You should look neat. Your soul needs to be look neat too. The unfortunate part is we don't see the soul. It's like the cigarette smoker doesn't see his lungs burning away. And, and so we too don't see, but the more you become aware, how, what life do I want to live? And it takes time. The awareness comes from davening, he explains. <clears throat> the, the, the comes, but that's the main thing, is to bring awareness into yourself and awareness into others. This is what Nachman explains over here. The awareness into others helps people to look at life in a different way. So, you know, just what are you doing? Sometimes we make silly mistakes because we didn't think it through. So, you know, in life is precious. <clears throat> but coming back, what he's trying to say in this paragraph, that tzaddikim want to make sure that the world is inhabited with true humans. See, that people not being aware of God's existence, the mosquitoes and ants also don't, not aware about that. And probably there's a lot of millions of, uh, of, of galaxies out there. I don't know what awareness they have. The, the, what the Rabbinishim has in this world is to make sure that we inhabitants become aware of Hashem. That, that is the power, just to know this Hashem in the world. We say a bar, say a bracha, you thank Hashem for eating. The more you're aware of Hashem, this is what Hashem wants. Like I said, you know, it, it, otherwise there are many people who just just live life, they're gonna live a life, and but the weirdness is what Hashem wants from us. 
Let's, let's go to number three. I'm going to come back maybe next week to number two. He says, three, even every person, he says, must fulfill this, namely to have compassion on Jewish people, to extricate them from sin, and to know to make it known that there is God controlling the world and there is no purpose or goal of the world other than to do God's will. The more a person realizes that life, the most elevating thing in life, is to live a godly, holy life. It's to do Hashem's will. Like you feel such a, a great accomplishment. You know, I, uh, um, in my shul, unfortunately, the older people are passing away. And I watched them when they were young. I came to the community a long time ago. Watching them were young and full of life. And I watched them get old and have to leave this world. I'm talking about people who were incredibly successful. People who came off from out of the camps and Auschwitz came out with nothing to America who became billionaires. I'm not, I'm not talking about, you know, you know. They got older and after they worked their life, they couldn't find inner peacefulness what life was all about. It was such a tragedy. It was so hard to speak to them at that age. And it hit me many times because they were so focused on making money. This is the trauma they went through. My parents are, are Holocaust survivors too. The trauma and the, the fear of who knows what's going to happen. But the bottom line is when you stop working and then you have to look at yourself in life, they had no, the ones who learned Torah, who learned every day, they're the ones who felt that it's great inner peacefulness. They were able to come and to learn and find life. See, when everything's you know, quiets down and all the noise in your head quiets down. Now what? What is your life? What is your life all about? And the most powerful thing is, is to remember your life is a holy life. Every person is a holy, holiness soul. And Hashem wants you to have a, an incredible clean soul. And the cleanliness again comes by being aware of Hashem. Just the awareness that I'm living, awareness that Hashem is here. The more you're aware that you're living, the much better you get along with people too. Most people argue and bicker, they're just not every bickering. And every time, every time when I get into an argument with my wife, which is rare, but I do, I tell myself, I step back, he says, my mind is not working clear. Because if you're very clear thinking, there's nothing to argue. There's really nothing. You know, you could just say your opinion, let her say her opinion, and great. The argument always comes because you're not focused, not aware. Life is taking place. What are you arguing about? Argument never, you know, if you argue in Shalom Bayes, it never gets you anywhere. If you respectfully say each opinion, you find a place where to, the right place how to work things out. So, you know, it's, it's the, 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 what I'm trying to bring out today is the das, the awareness is very, very important. And it takes time practice to change your way of thinking 
And the most powerful way to make you weird is davening to Hashem. Even sitting in, besides prayers, the regular, sitting down and talking to, take time for yourself and talk to Hashem. Tell Him all your pains and aches. Let it be from, from everything, from whatever pains, from health to shidduchim, to, to, to your job, or just inner conflict. You know, sometimes I sit down, I have nothing to say, or I'm so stressed out, I tell Hashem, I came to speak to you, I don't know where to start. I'm so stressed, I don't know what to tell you. When you talk about your feelings at the moment, your heart just opens up and you're able to talk. But it connects you to Hashem, makes you much more aware. Life is, you're living a life. Questions. The obstacles is is the uh, when uh, your yetsahara, your bodily functions. Yes, a very good question. What is the obstacles? Our obstacle is. I always tell people, your body is a demanding guy. You know, anyone who raises a family has children, certain children are very demanding, certain children are nice and grow up. You know how they say in English, the wheel that squeaks gets oiled. The body, the man, is a very demanding guy. You know, if you you don't eat a few hours, you skip a lunch, he doesn't, you know, he lets you know it. If you didn't sleep last night, boy, does he let you know it. I tell people in my shoe, when you don't come to Dafyomi, your soul doesn't let you know it. You say, ah, tomorrow I'm going to come. Skip a davening. You know, the spirituality, your body, you don't hear the screaming of your soul. But if you're tired, and if you don't, so our body is very demanding, doesn't want spirituality. He doesn't want to be ignored. You, you notice that we are most, most our mind is how to take care of our bodily functions. No one gets up in the morning, I'm so nervous for my soul today. You know, I wonder, you know, I'm, 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 you know, I'm feeding my soul. You get up, you know, I'm going to have lunch, where I'm going to eat, what I'm going to do. Your soul, we don't hear her screams. That cat, that's why it, it holds us back. Because it, it, we have another demanding the, the, the creature. So I want you to all wear at least a smile today. The happier you are, the more alert you are. And even though you're not in the mood of smiling, I always tell people, fake it till you make it. Just, you know, you know I do it all the time, and it works great. Now, you know, I, not always do I walk into the house and... and I walk in and I don't tell, last week I had such a tough day and I didn't tell anyone, got everyone to smile, then I quetched. And I tell my children, today it's my chance, my turn to quetch. But, you know, when you smile and you're alert, it makes your life easier. And you become much more spiritual. 